0: This is... This is... This is...
1: Raider Boston.
0: Welcome back to The Underground in Redline with Chuck Octagon. I'm Chuck Octagon. Next up, we turn once again to the developing story of the abrupt robot... robotaz. Robot... Taz, robotization, rub- 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 that's a very hard word to say, of redline train operation, which left hundreds of city employees out in the cold, to the dismay of many redline citizens. But what has the city gained through this dubious modernization? To answer that question, we take you now to Nicole Fonzarelli, reporting live from Park Street Station. Nicole.
1: Thanks, Chuck. I'm here on the central platform at Park Street, tracking the progress of trains traveling in both directions. I've been standing here for the past hour, checking trains against the official schedule. And there's no denying, Redline reliability has improved 100%. Not one train has been more than 15 seconds off schedule in the hour that I've been standing here. Since the robotization of the system, Redline has achieved an extraordinary efficiency, never before seen in subway management.
0: That's incredible, Nicole. You've pronounced that word with no trouble at all. Roboticization. Noun. The act of converting a process previously performed by humans to a process entirely performable by mechanical automations.
1: Uh, yes. That's right, Chuck.
0: From the Czech, meaning forced labor. The term originally referred to feudal peasants engaged in compulsory servitude.
1: Okay, thank you for that edifying trivia, Chuck.
0: You're welcome. Does the improvement in efficiency suggest that the long-standing service issues in Redline were due entirely to human error on the part of conductors?
1: Not at all, Chuck. Human error will always be a factor in any complex system. But the change here is about more than just operating the trains. According to the newly appointed Red Line Systems Overseer, Ethan Bespin... That's the mayor's husband, Chuck.
0: Nepotism. Noun.
1: The act of appointing or hiring based on familial or social relations rather than on any basis of merit. That's right, Chuck.
0: Exactly.
1: According to Redline Systems Overseer Bespin, the true key to these service improvements has been the networking of the robot's individual neural processors—
0: Positronic brains?
1: No. Into one interconnected network of highly adaptive machines. This means that information obtained by any one robot can be immediately transmitted to every other robot in the system— allowing every train to automatically and simultaneously adjust to disruptions in service.
0: Wow. Redline residents and commuters must be very happy with these changes.
1: Well, yes and no, Chuck. First, as I mentioned, several hundred jobs were eliminated, and nearly as many homes lost. That has left many residents conflicted about the service improvements. Commuters have seen fares quintuple since the start of the Bespin administration. This fare hike is a deliberate act of social engineering— part of Mayor Bespin's agenda to reduce the commuter burden on community car residents while also limiting commuter transit to, in the mayor's words, a more exclusive and respectable clientele. As you know, Chuck, exclusive and respectable is a euphemism for rich assholes. Indeed. These are the sort of people who purchase ridiculously overpriced rail homes just to say they own property in Redline, then leave those homes sitting empty while other residents search desperately for housing in the world's tightest real estate market. Many of these previously infrequent subway riders enjoy the increasing homogeneity of the commuting populace and are willing to pay the premium cost for the service. This has had a pronounced effect on surface street traffic, which Boston's Mayor Hutchinson has described as a commuter crisis. While commuters unable or unwilling to pay the exorbitant transit fees are facing increased employment insecurity due to the challenge of arriving at work reliably on time.
0: That sounds like a major problem for working class residents of the whole greater Boston area.
1: It's a real humdinger, Chuck. Residents of Red Line and Boston alike have been in need of improvements to subway equipment and reliability for years. But now that those improvements are finally here, the people most in need of them have been excluded from the system entirely, while unemployment has spiked as a direct result. Finally, while service has improved, there has been one. unsettling. side effect, as you'll hear when I enter the red line car that has just pulled up.
0: No. No. No, 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 no.
1: This cryptic loop is broadcast constantly by the robots, and residents are unhappy with the intrusive and, frankly, creepy as hell voices. The Bespin administration has given no comment as to the origin, purpose, or remedy for this inexplicable riddle.
0: Wrong show.
1: Damn it. I- I'm going to stop saying that, I swear.
0: Habits are hard to break. This, I know.
1: <sighs> Thank you. This is Nicole Fonzarelli reporting live from Redline for the Underground in redline. Back to you, Chuck.
0: Thank you, Nicole. We'll be keeping a close eye on this continuing story. Coming up next, polyamory. What's that all about? Join me as I sit down with a local collective of domestic partners who have introduced their unique system of interpersonal harmony to a local carnival community. Greater Boston is written and produced by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This episode featured Jeff Van Driesen as Chuck Octagon and Christine Mercurio as Nicole Fonzarelli, with Brandy Danner as the Cheese Robots. Charlie and the MTA is recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Tiedey. Find us online at greaterbostonshow.com. Robotiz... Kate Nope. Me and Chuck, sympathico, robotization. No, it's not cication. Robotization. Robotization.
1: The act of appointing or hiring based on familial- blah! familiar, familiar. Blah! Okay, fine. We got this. Commuters have seen fares quintuple since the start of the best bin administration. Administ- administ- Why did you hire me again?
0: Coming up next. I can't say this word either. Polyamory. Polyamory. Yep, that makes sense.
1: The act of appointing or hiring based on familial or social relations rather than on any basis of merit. That's right, Truck. Truck? Ha! <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's the last days of summer,
0: 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should
1: be playing outside.
0: Come on, Chelsea. Be says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores.
1: Why aren't these chicken
0: coops clean? <laughs> Please, Father, I'll be good. I'll... <laughs> ah! Oh, God! <laughs> Obeying their parents. You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh, <laughs> okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old barnaker house.
1: Howling house? Why?
0: <laughs> now a boy scout, a tag along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House? Your boy boy. boy. needs to die tonight. What is that thing? (laughs) Is this this the witch's library? I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight! Roger, make him stop! No! You watch! Run away, little (laughs) ones! I'm so hungry! Listen to the call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, *Night at Howling House*, the complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts and at cthulhumystery.com. All the, all the outs and free, all the outs and free. <laughs>